Welcome, folks, to the Ronin Rabbit and Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. There are going to be spoilers now. If you need to talk with me about said spoilers, you can tweet me on Twitter at Teal Productions. Teal, spelled like the color. On Facebook, you can post on the Usagi Ojimbo fan or Usagi Ojimbo dojo pages. That's where I post the episodes. You can go to the website, bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit. Leave a comment there. You can email me at usagipodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the forums at justanotherfanboy.freeforums.net. Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3, Issue Number 59, from the Maverick imprint of Dark Horse Comics, on sale July 31st, 2002. This is the third and final part of The Crow's Story. Now, Usagi Ujimbo is created, written, and illustrated by Mr. Stan Sakai. The front cover is colored by Tom Luth. The back cover by Jason Vam colored, that is. Now, the front cover is a cover of... Wow. We have uh, Katsuichi in, in clockwise in the middle. We have Katsuichi, Usagi, Jitaro, Nakamura Koji, and I believe this is supposed to be Shunji surrounded. This circle of men is surrounded by, I don't know, 25 or 30 uh, guys wielding spears and swords. So they, they are definitely in for it. Now we open up our story and we find that Jitaro is still uh, trapped, if you will, under the tree here where he had crawled to get some information about the bandit camp to get closer to hear what was going on. Well, he got trapped there when a guard on sentry duty comes walking by and decides to sit nearly in front of him atop the fallen tree under which he is hiding. Now, Jitaro is is pressed. He knows he needs to get back. He's been gone for a while, but he also has information that he has to pass on to Nakamura and uh, Usagi as they're waiting for him. But this guard that is here falls asleep only to be awakened by a second guard that comes up Tells him, wake up. The boss will have you beaten if he finds you asleep on guard duty. And for the next uh, roughly page and a half, these two guards go back and forth about how they're uh, not too keen on being with this dude that's the bandit leader. He's kind of mean. You know, they're, they're kind of having their fill. They're kind of done with not having food and always having to fight for their food. And, you know, all of this bandit living, they're kind of done with it. But ultimately, being too ronin, uh, masterless samurai, what what else is there for them to do? You know, because of the shogun's peace, all of us ex-samurai are out of work, one of them indicates. Yeah, has he been under there all this time? You thought you could get away from us, eh? Ah, I got him. Yeah, that'll teach him as the other stabs with his spear. Oh no, it's Jitaro, but it's not. Because on the next page, the second panel, we see Jitaro come running back through the woods uh, to Usagi relaying the report that he has. Then we go back to the guards, and we see that what they stomped and killed and stabbed and what it was a Tokage. Brief little page here between the two of them about how, you know, I'm kind of tired of lizard. I want real food. Yeah, let's go back with the, the bandit leader and, and hit that farmer village that we saw. They'll have plenty of fruits and vegetables and every, and not lizards. Yeah, let's go do that. So they head off to do that, leaving the port dead. Tokage here in the in the path where they are. Well, the guide 
Jitaro, Usagi, and Nakamura run back to the village, and in running back, they surprise a sentry who runs into the village screaming, Help! Help! Here they come, bandits! Are here! Help! Help! And uh, the three of them are like, Oh, not again. Come on. And we don't see the result of that, but we have seen it a couple times, so we, we know what happens. We wind up at Sanpei's house, which the uh, Dramatis Personae are pretty much exclusively what they were last issue as well. We have Usagi with Nakamura. Those two arrived together. We have Katsuichi, Jitaro, and Shunji arrived in the village together. And then we have Sanpei, who is the village headman. So all of these people now are meeting in Sanpei's residence with the information that Jitaro has, trying to formulate a plan. They, they know a time. They know rough numbers. Um, well, I guess uh, basically that's what they know, how many and when. So they're, they're putting their heads together, trying to come up. You know, they don't have enough time for reinforcements to get there. They don't have enough time to set up significant defenses. They don't have time for this. They don't have the personnel for that. They don't, you know, they are going through the list and basically it's a list of don'ts until finally Nakamura has an idea that they will take their villagers, the, 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 the peasants and the, the farmers that are there. They'll put them all in the armor with the weapons that they got from, uh, there were, they, they said the villagers, one of them showed up in armor when, they initially thought the bandits were going to attack. And the story came out that at some time in the recent past, there had been a major battle in the area. And after the battle, the farmers had gone to that battle site and uh, stripped the dead of anything that could be resold or used, armor, weapons, etc. With uh, Shunji being particularly uh, aggrieved by that, saying that they could be put to death for raiding a battlefield, which apparently you're not supposed to do. But I know I've seen that in TV and movies all the time, that the, the poorer people will go to those battlefields and, and take stuff, steal stuff, I guess. So I guess I never knew really that it was punishable by death. But in that, uh, they are stealing from the nobility, dead or not. I, I guess I can understand why that would be the case. So they determine that what they're going to do is they're going to strike quickly and loudly and hope that that, that din will confuse the bandits who aren't all that well organized to begin with and will send them f to, to flight and fleeing throughout the forest where they're at. And it will separate them enough to where they can at the very least get to the bandit leader who they all acknowledge they have to get a hold of and kill so that he doesn't go get away, rally, and come back. So that that is the plan. Next morning, there's a sentry. Uh, it's sun's just coming up, and he decides, well, I, I better go wake up the leader. He just calls him boss. And he starts hearing noise, clank, clack, clank, clank. Uh, what's that? And Usagi is running at him with several men behind him. Hurry, men, surround them. And here's a, a sleeping bandit who suddenly is awoken when he hears, help, help, we're under attack. Armed warriors are attacking the camp. And he jumps up and says, what? And the, the camp now is active and the bandit leader is down here. The one sentry is running down a small hill and everyone is looking up. The, the hill undulates several times. And at the very top is Usagi leading a group. And over here you have Nakamura leading a group all running down towards the camp. So now we have panel after panel after panel of 
bedlam for various reasons in different ways. The bandits are running over towards their horses to try to untie the horses and get away, but they are beset by a group of the villagers who run them off into the woods. Katsuichi is leading a group, and they descend upon a you know a, a side, a part of the camp, sending them to flight. Usagi is running with a group, sending a, another group of bandits to flight. We focus on the bandit leader who runs up up to several of the village slash soldiers who are supposed to be big and scary. And in trying to run past them and break their line to escape, he realizes that they're not samurai because he kills one and notices that there is no uh, Chanmaje, the samurai top knot. And I apologize if I mispronounce that. Chan, Khan, Karmage, Karmage. Uh, and he realizes that they're not samurai, so he starts yelling at his men that they're not samurai, they're farmers. Come back, fight! But it's too late. Most of the bandits have already run off, but there are a few that turn, start attacking the villagers who are not ready or equipped for that. But no sooner do they do that than Usagi, Katsuichi, Shunji, and Nakamura descend on these various groups and actually end up killing and defeating them. So just as the bandits believe that there are no fighters in this group of samurai that is attacking them, they find that there are a handful and they run into them at an inopportune time and are, are killed. Seeing now that several men, uh, several of his of his men are being killed and and falling, the bandit leader once again decides to take flight. He kills another one of the villagers and grabs him a horse and is riding instead of riding out away from everything, which I would think would be what you want to do. He rides through. He he rides into and tries to ride through the camp. Well, he runs afoul of you know several of the people that can actually fight. Ultimately, it is Jotaro that jumps in his way with the shaft of a spear. He, he's not allowed to have, you know, really uh, pokey-pokey weapons. So he, he just has a, a shaft, uh, a staff of some sort, a bow staff probably. But he does manage to kneecap the horse and the horse tumbles and falls. The bandit leader falls off the horse. Jotaro runs over and grabs his uh, or pulls his boken, his play sword, out of his waistband and attacks the bandit leader, but of course the bandit leader isn't significantly hurt, and grabs Jitaro, grabs his sword, and now has Jitaro at uh, sword point. So Usagi, Nakamura, and Katsuichi are gathered there, and, and you know, there's a little standoff. Uh, don't let him escape, but don't hurt the boy, and the bandit leader is, I will escape, and I will hurt the boy, and so they go back and forth until ultimately... Jitaro bites him on the hand, and Nakamura slides up behind the bandit leader and kills him. He falls finally to the ground atop Jitaro, who is uh, unceremoniously knocked out. KTFO'd, as the kids say. Final couple pages here, we see Jitaro as he wakes up. Usagi overlooking him, asking him if he's okay. And Jitaro says, well, you know, actually, I'm kind of hungry. And Usagi says, well, that's that's good. That's a good sign. Um, he gets caught up. Jitaro gets caught up by Nakamura on, you know, finally what happened. A little back and forth. Some boohooing by Sanpei, who is talking about, well, you know, the village was damaged somewhat. And we, we did lose some people. And they were injured. And it's like, well... Uh, and and I would be this way too. I'm like, well, dog, um, it's nowhere near as bad as it could have been. You know, I'm sorry for what it 
is, but let's take a moment and consider what it could be. So you're you're pretty good off. And then uh, Senpai says, well, you know, thank you. I, I guess you guys will be leaving now. And everyone seems hesitant really to take off, except for Nakamura, who says, uh, no, no, we have to go. We have an appointment to keep at Kitanoji Temple, he says, as he looks over at Katsuichi. So they're pushing forward. Uh, for next issue, rendezvousing at the Kitanoji Temple for the duel for the second time between Nakamura and Katsuichi. Uh, reading the letters page, we find out that it had uh, it had happened. I, I vaguely remembered but couldn't pin it down. In issue 7, they had fought previously. So from issue 7 to what will turn out to be issue 60, which is, what, 53 or maybe 54 issues, depending on how you count them, and Stan indicates that that has been a year time for Usagi. So 50, we'll say three issues is a year. So at that rate, uh, we are from the, at least from issue seven, we have passed going on right at about four years of time. If that time keeps going at that rate uh, up to the current time where we're about four years past Issue 7, which is however long from the beginning beginnings of Usagi. Eh, not many time indicators, but here's here's a definite one, because Stan says it's been a year. So, All right, the uh, only newish term, or the only term really that is defined, is the kanmage, uh, the samurai topknot. Looking here at the cover... We do see that everybody, Usagi's ears are held together kind of in that way. Katsuichi does, Shunji does, and Nakamura does on the back of his head. It's not really on the top, it's on the back. You can see it from the side. So they all they all do, except for Jotaro, who's too young, do have that top knot. Looking around at all these bandits, they're just regular bandits. Even though they are, some of them, samurai without a job, as the one indicated, they no longer possess that top knot. They are just regular bandits of all dogs and cats and wolves and, you know, all the various anthropomorphic races that Stan uses. We are getting to the point where words like samurai and shogun are used, but they're not defined because they have been used and defined so often that now it has become a more regular part of the lexicon. And so those aren't, those aren't defined for us anymore. All right, guys, that's me. Next issue is uh, volume four, issue number 18. That was on sale April 14th, 2021. I believe it is the ultimate or penultimate issue, perhaps, of the Tengu War. And the second cover, which I'll get into this more when I talk about that issue, is probably one of my all-time favorite Usaki covers, the Retailer Incentive Cover, B cover. So... Or, well, actually, might not be a B cover. It might just be a, a retail incentive cover. So we will talk about that next time. As I said, issue 14 of volume 4. Talk to you guys then. Ciao.